Jesus and the Disciples by Rudolf Bostick, 1941-2021 Jesus called the twelve together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to heal sicknesses. He sent them out to proclaim God's kingdom and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing for the journey, no walking stick, no bag, no bread, no money, not even an extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, remain there until you leave that place. Wherever they don't welcome you, as you leave that city, shake the dust off your feet as a witness against them. They departed and went through the villages proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Common English Bible. You have likely heard the old 19th century adage from a member of the British Parliament, Lord Acton, power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. The rest of the quote, which we seldom hear is this, great men are almost always bad men, even when they exercise influence and not authority. It's almost as if Jesus knew this well before Lord Acton uttered it nearly two millennia later. Jesus Christ, in a truly wise and generous display of leadership, shared his power and authority with others. Rather than hoarding power and using authority to gain more authority, the Lord Jesus, rightful ruler of the universe, delegated power and enabled those who ministered with him to share in carrying out his mission. The only real Christian ministry is a bestowed ministry, granted to us by the delegation of Jesus. What this means for us, practically, is that believers minister as servants of God and stewards of the power and authority given to us. Grasping this basic accountability helps us to truly serve others with sensitivity and care, knowing we must give an account for the privilege of ministering in Christ's name. Greater than there is no stronger test of a person's character than power and authority, exciting as they do every passion, and discovering every latent vice. Greater than. Greater than Plutarch, 46-119, ZE. This has tremendous implications for us in all areas of life. Within the family, this means that parental authority can and ought to be delegated in wise increments, over time, as children grow and mature. The concept that a dad should be some sort of supreme leader who barks orders and demands fealty from mom and the kids is downright misguided, not to mention incredibly weird. It also means that in the church and in faith communities, the wise use of power and authority will seek to identify and mentor younger disciples who will be given appropriate authority for expected ministry. Church leadership will listen to and equip those who have passions for particular service with the requisite authority to engage in effective ministry. At the workplace, this involves forsaking a top-down approach of authority in favor of distributing power equitably amongst the workers with the greatest responsibilities. In the political arena, this means Christians won't tie their hopes in gaining power but rather in giving it away. They will seek equity and the common good of all citizens. And if that means deferring to a voice which isn't being heard, then that is precisely what we do. Perhaps we see so little civility and concern for the other because Christians are much too enamored with dramatic miracles fueled by power. Mosaic in the Papal Basilica, Rome, of Jesus and Disciples. Let's not lose sight of the reality that healing sicknesses and suppressing the demonic is solely derived from Christ's own authority, not ours. To press this reality home, Jesus instructed his disciples to take nothing with them. No staff, bread, bag, or money. Live among the locals, with them, on their turf and with their activities. Use the power and authority given to improve their lives and in so doing, lead them to greater spiritual truths. If they don't accept this gracious ministry, move on. No arm twisting. No manipulation. No guilt tripping. And definitely no using your given authority for grandstanding. A simple warning with shaking the dust off the feet is sufficient. Every detail of the mission Christ gave to the disciples was a lesson in sheer and total dependence on God. Humble ministry and modest lifestyle will set the best table for a proper focus on benevolent and compassionate ministry. Just as increased knowledge ought to be used to love better and show us how much we actually don't know, 
so increased authority ought to be used to serve others better and show us how much power we don't have so that we might continually seek after the God who possesses all power and authority. The good news is that God's infinite and supreme power is given and focused in the person of Jesus Christ, who in turn, graciously bestows the authority to His followers so that they may proclaim forgiveness and new life. It's a big message requiring large authority. And Jesus freely gives it. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, to the end of the age. Matthew 28:18-20, NRSV. It's enough to make old Lord Acton smile in his grave. Eternal God, you call us to live with faith in a world filled with so many challenges. Help us remember our mandate and our mission to use our given authority properly, lovingly, and confidently with obedience to our Lord. Teach us by your word, through our brothers and sisters in Christ, and in our prayers to learn and understand what you would have us to be and to do, so that we may fulfill our calling as Christ's body here on earth. Draw your church together into one great company of disciples, together following our Lord Jesus Christ into every walk of life, together serving Him in His mission to the world, and together witnessing to His love, in the strength of your Holy Spirit. Amen.